0: And welcome back to another episode of JP and the Beanstalk.
1: Come on. We're here. There back in the gym. Excellent. Bursting. bulbousing Not even a word, but it's fine. We're just making stuff up for you. You're welcome. Yes. You're welcome. so what we do. That's right. We make you know stuff. We need your thank oh. yous. And yet we would like them. We crave them. We live off them. So, kind of starving right now. Send them my way. There we go. Absolutely. It's great to be here, Riles. It is. It's great to be here. We're fresh off of watching episode two of Loki, season two. So double in it. Fantastic for us. Double deuce. Yep. So excited to talk about some Loki action. Believe you know. it or not, I, I think there's actually news in the entertainment world, which has been scarce of late. So well,
0: the writers have been released. Heavens, The writers—they're getting released. paid the money that they want. Good for the writers. Now just... we can actually like hard pitch our ideas. Oh my gosh, you're right. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay. Done. We're back. <laughs> Done. We're back, baby. We're coming. You're welcome. Uh, yeah, and I think there's really going to be some uh, patting on the back later because yeah, yeah, we were we've been right all along. Um And there's, of course, also a little So Good at Talk. There's great things to discuss. We're going to do another Top 5. Always. Is it an episode if we don't do a Top 5? It's kind of weird if we don't do a Top, really top 5 anymore. Right. It's, it's really not. It's really not. It's the best thing we've got going for us. It is. An uh, and my
0: wife's cookies, which are fantastic. Your wife's cookies are amazing. They are the bomb. They're so good. They're in my Top 3. They're so good. We And they're not 3. We, so. we
1: took them... She made a batch, took in to a small group, which also happened tonight prior to us recording. And that small group, I ate none. And everybody there is like, dude, how are you not eating any? I said, guys, I've got more time ahead of me tonight, and I don't have any way to moderate my intake. It's either I eat zero cookies or I eat six. And if I eat six, it's cookie coma. I'm done for at least the next 10 hours. At least you know your limits. Huh. So... Uh, Overindulge at some point just can't be right now. Now we got a show to do. It's true. No, we
0: have a show. Yeah, I'd been very upset if you'd have been in a cookie coma. I would have been really
1: honest with you if that's what had happened. Too, I would have said Riley, I ate too many cookies. I won't be there.
0: (laughs) At least I appreciate I
1: appreciate the honesty. You know, can't really hate that. I can understand why you'd be frustrated though. It'd be totally justified. It'd just be ridiculous. Like, come on, come on, again, be mature. Oh, now uh, yeah, the cookies got me again. Yeah, yeah I don't blame
0: you when they taste that good.
1: It, it's hard. Dude, it's so soft. Yeah.
0: I don't know how she does it.
1: I I don't know either. I choose not to, to quibble or ask. There was one time. Actually, I gotta take that back. There's one time foolishly. Okay. Foolishly. Maybe the dumbest thing I've ever done. And there's competition in that category. But maybe the dumbest thing I've ever done is I told her once. I said, you know. It's like there's a little few too many chocolate chips in these cookies. He
0: said few too many? Few too many. What's wrong with you?
1: Right? Stupid. Stupid. Her feelings were hurt. Cookies didn't get made for a very long time. And I had to do some serious apologizing. Like, I'm sorry, baby. I didn't mean it. the cookies are perfect. Disregard anything I say. I will never say anything to critique the cookies again. And that's true. I did learn from my lesson. But just dumb. Like, why did I even make the mistake in the first place? It clearly was sick uh, and in the head. I might have been drunk. I don't know. <laughs> right. What what excuse can I make to rationalize just that terrible decision? Oh, that's, that's terrible. Dumb. Dumb. So learn from me. When something is perfect, don't f with it. Don't try and make it more perfect. Relish the perfection and just freaking enjoy it. Mm-hmm. It's great. It's true. Yeah. It's great. Hey, on the low-key note, and I know we're gonna get into it more in depth, but we just witnessed a little good cop, bad cop. If you were in a situation, well, actually, here, here, here's how this question is gonna go. All right, would you prefer to be the good cop, the bad cop, or would you prefer to be the perp, being grilled by the cops? Well, I mean, I don't want to be the perp. You don't me. I thought mean, you might say the perp. Well,
0: I do. I want to be the perp. That's scary. That means I did something bad. Yeah. See, yeah, I would like to be the bad cop. Mm-hmm. I know I can't pull off bad cop. So, mm-hmm. I will be honest with myself. Mm-hmm. I'm probably going to be the good cop. Okay. Yeah. You know, I'm going to make sure you're nice and comfortable because I think I'll be really good at setting up the bad cop. Right. Mm-hmm. Just alley ooping him, you know.
1: I think where the perp gets themselves into trouble, based on what I don't know from my vast experience of being a cop and a perp, is they feel like they have to like. There's only one good outcome for them, which is to is to find a way to play ball enough where they avoid jail time. And I think really what a good perp would do is not worry about the jail time. Be like, you know what? What they want, what the cops want, they want me to talk. I don't need to talk. You don't have to say anything. It's actually a very easy role to be in if you can just keep your mouth shut. It's true. Right? You don't have to respond. It's very true. That gives them so much less to now. You're probably gonna serve some jail time. You're not gonna be able to work yourself out a plea deal. But listen, if you can deal with a couple years in the slammer. I'm using all the, all the lingo that a true perp never would. Exposing myself here—that's what I would choose to be. I'd actually choose to be the perp. Fair enough. Yeah, makes me think of the scene from Brooklyn Nine-Nine where Jake—it's all of oh, the guys in the lineup just saying, "I want it that way."
0: So it's, oh, it's fantastic. It's an incredible scene. It's fantastic. That's—it's right up there too. Where uh, nine. They're, they're trying to get—they're uh, trying to get one guy to break. He's like. And she goes, What are you going to do? Annoy him into talking? And he just goes in there with a guitar and just starts strumming and yelling. It <laughs> <laughs> doesn't work.
1: So, uh, incredible stuff. Incredible. Well, let's get into it, shall we? I would love to talk a little Ahsoka before we get into the freshness of the Lokis and the news. So, now, fresh off our conversation from a single pod episode ago. I really, again, want to express my appreciation for how vulnerable you were in sharing why Star Wars exhausts you. Yeah, no. So knowing that, just know that I know what I know now. I, I just want to bless you and release you from ever kneeling the obligation to watch Ahsoka. Like, whatever the time is right for you, receive that gift. Give it to yourself.
0: I'll do it. I still got a roommate who's like, you have to watch Andor. Yep. You have to. He showed me a clip last night of yep. the, the dialogue. He's like, yep. Are you, you, "You might be worried. It might be corny. Right. So I might just watch it for his sake." Mm. We'll see. Mm-hmm. We'll see how it goes.
1: with him. It's always best shared. Ahsoka. Here's the deal. Uh, this this will be a, a relatively broad recap since we won't go terribly in depth. But I'm gonna hit. I'm gonna try and hit most of the positive notes here because I think there's plenty of positives to hit overall from a broad perspective. I thought this was a worthwhile. Show, and I can say that as someone who has not watched Star Wars Rebels, which the vast majority of the characters on this show are pulled from, so this is a very unique dynamic in the sense that I, as one of many audience members, I'm sure, just jumped into essentially the middle of a story with Sokatana, um, in her in her cohorts from her Rebels days, Hera, Sabine, uh, Esther. Esther, my gosh, Ezra. Um, yeah, those are the those are the characters that, that came from Rebels Hu Yang. Gotta, gotta rep the droid. Sorry, Huyang. Um, but I didn't mind it being tossed into the middle of a story because for the most part, there were not this this new story, this new season didn't rely so heavily on what has come in the past, like it was willing to tell its own new story, that I was able to follow along well enough. And to its credit, I was intrigued by the callbacks, by the references, by some of the, um, yeah, by the references in between the characters. I'm going, hey, this actually makes me interested to watch Star Wars Rebels at some point. Um, another positive of the show, there are a lot of characters to actually be introduced to in the show. Some of them, yes, those Star Wars Rebels legends. But there were also new characters that this show introduced. Balin skull? Phenomenal bad guy. Here's an intriguing twist. Not a Jedi, nor is he a Sith.
0: Sounds like a badass, though.
1: Right? It's a, a badass, badass name. Whole name. So there was like this... Dynamic of Ahsoka is, you know, a Ronin. She's off the Jedi path, but she's still very much a Force user and Jedi adjacent. Same with Balin Skull, former Jedi himself, more Sith oriented, but yet not truly a Sith. And he has an apprentice of his own, Shin Haki, very skilled Force user and lightsaber. Great to watch their dynamic. Balin Skull, of course, portrayed by the now late. Ray Stevenson, Tough Break Ray, so sorry. But those characters were great. Grand Admiral Thrawn, yes, I know he's a Rebels character, but he's never been on the big screen, or in this case, a little screen, movie or TV show. It was phenomenal to see his character receive some high-quality screen time. You had Morgan Elspeth, who had an episode in, was it Mando Season 2, where we were reintroduced via Mando to Ahsoka Tana? Mm. Okay. And then her cronies or cohorts, the freaking Night Sisters, are like dark magic going on in Star Wars. yeah, yeah, Dude, real
0: creepy. The Night Sisters are creepy, real creepy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's Darth yeah. Maul's area. Yeah, they're like, yeah, their whole planet is the dark side of the Force, essentially. Right, where it should be, and they breed. Right where it should be. For dark for it's. It's, it's crazy. Yeah,
1: it's uh, it's thoroughly thoroughly messed up. Um, so they flashed pretty heavily in the show, um, and just even the expansion of the Star Wars universe. So the one of the basic premises of the show, and this isn't really spoiling much here, because it's from the Rebels, uh, the Rebels timeline. So Ezra Bridger had successfully, in the Rebels show, exiled himself, and Grand Admiral Thrawn to a universe unknown as far as how to get there, where the flip is. And so a big part of the Ahsoka show comes about with trying to find out where Ezra and Grand Admiral Thrawn have been exiled to. And so there's this whole new set of worlds and galaxies to be explored, a different almost type of Travel as well. I mean, we're familiar with lightspeed in the Star Wars universe. This was just a like one upping of that kind of interdimensional travel. Fascinating, but a fun dynamic to witness. And oh, I forgot to mention the character realm. Some really quality. I want to call them flashbacks with Hayden Christensen as Anakin Skywalker. He put in some good time. Kudos to Hayden, still bringing it and not encased in the Darth Vader suit. Like he was in Kenobi, but he's actually getting to do his thing, and frankly, doing it very well as Anakin. So very, very worthwhile. Um, And I'll say this too: when the show ended, part of what I was genuinely delighted by is that there are so many questions, Riley, that were not answered by the show. In other words, there's more to come. It wasn't just trying to be a one-off. It wasn't trying to be a limited series. Semited, a limited series. There is, really, it's set up what will hopefully be a season two, three, and four. I could see it going for that kind of a distance sense because its timeline, right, its time frame where it's telling the story is in hitherto unexplored realms of in between the prequel, I'm sorry, not the prequel trilogy, the original trilogy and the sequel trilogy. So it's synced up in some, you know, to some extent with Mandalorian. In other words, I'm like, that's that's great. So it's not reliant on Skywalker's, Jedi's, Sith. It's telling its own story. Characters are phenomenal. So I recommend to someone who is on the fence, hasn't watched it, don't have to worry about feeling lost. You'll be able, the, the show does a good job of giving you enough. And might I just throw a little plug out there for the new Rockstars YouTube channel? Eric Voss does a phenomenal job at recapping each episode of Ahsoka. I watched those recaps of his on YouTube. They're about 20, 30 minutes long. Really helpful for someone who hasn't watched Rebels. He provides some really helpful context. But it looked great. Like, the design was horrific. I just thought it was a really well-crafted and well-made show. Fair enough. Whenever you're ready, give that gift to yourself. I'll watch it. I'll watch it. No rush. But there's more to come. And... Color me as someone who's very much looking forward to the more that it's to come. So there you go. There's my Soaker recap, beans. Nope. Oh, nope. Oh, it sounds good.
0: Just for you. Oh, appreciate that. Uh, yeah, I'll uh, I'll you give it a watch it. when I uh, I'm there when I get there. You know, I'll get there. Absolutely. I just I'm gonna I'm gonna it's gonna be more of a walk, less of a sprint. <laughs> but I don't care.
1: So. That's great. Let's recap some news on the, yes. the entertainment front. I'm, I'm eager to get caught up. Catch me up. Yes.
0: So, BC James Gunn has officially announced who is for sure coming back and reprising their roles. We have three characters. We have Sam.
1: Uh, John Cena's Peacemaker.
0: We have. Okay. Uh, we have Amanda Waller, played by.
1: Oh, uh, Viola Davis. There it is. I was going
0: to say Olivia. And then uh, Blue Beetle. Yep. Oh, Jamie Garcia. (laughs) Jolo, My boy Jolo is coming back. So, there you go. I know what time
1: is, you guys. I'm kidding. Makes
0: sense. Makes sense to me,
1: too. Yeah. uh, The Blue Beetle one is, I would call, a pleasant surprise. Uh, Because if... Literally everybody else. So Jason Momoa is Aquaman. Henry Cavill is Superman. Al Godot is Wonder Woman. Uh, What's our boy? Ezra Miller has The Flash. Ben Affleck, of course, is Batman. They're all out. Go ahead. Go ahead. Bye. Don't look back. It's a little surprising that Blue Beetle survives. but I'm not disappointed by, by Blue Beetle. And that portrayal of I'm a Marcia getting rolled into rolled into our world' it's great. Oh,
0: it's gonna be sweet. I'm excited. Yeah. Good old Jaime Reyes. Uh, so and they're ta- and don't worry guys Jason Momoa isn't gone from DC. oh boy. he's being recasted as an talks rumored supposedly to be Lobo in Superman. Now, hey, they bring him back in Superman. I feel like that is too quick yeah. of a recast. Yeah. Yeah. Again, I think it's a great recast. I think if you look at Jason
1: Momoa, he's literally Lobo he, in real life. He's Lobo. Yes. The dude is like Lobo. If you Google he Looks Lobo, like Lobo. You might actually get a picture of Jason Momoa, and it wouldn't be wrong for right. that to happen. He is more Lobo than he ever would was as Aquaman. More Lobo than the comic character is Lobo. It, it's just true.
0: So yeah. it's it's the perfect casting. Like you couldn't ask for a better casting. I do think yes. it's a little It'll soon, yeah. because I can see some people getting confused, be like, "Isn't that supposed to be Aquaman?" It just
1: needs to wait, so it can happen. A, you know, five years, three years, three years, Matt, or minimum.
0: So the question is, are they going to go back to a classic Aquaman look after after that? Because I understand why Momoa was casted as Aquaman originally, because they're like, I, "We need to make." Because Aquaman's kind of a joke, Mm -hmm. you know, to some people. I think he's fine. I think he's badass in the comics. But they do a very bad job of, like, making him cool. So I think they were like, we need to pick a guy that looks dope. And so they picked Jason Momoa because they knew he looked cool already. So they're like, why don't we just make him Aquaman?
1: Snyder, like, loves buff dudes. And so he's very true. Picked a buff dude.
0: I'm just curious if they're going to go back to, like, the white blonde guy. I
1: know. Yeah,
0: or are they going to stick with the the Islander? Which either way, what right. fuck, as long as they right. do a good job and it feels like Aquaman, I'm good
1: with it. Correct. But yeah, well, I shared with you earlier when we were discussing this news, like out of out of the cast, the original, or shall we say, the Snyderverse cast that is officially not returning. I am actually most disappointed that Gal Gadot will not be reprising in Wonder Woman. I am slightly less but still significantly disappointed that Henry Cavill is not portraying Superman. I think both of those individuals absolutely crushed their respective roles, and that's not any disrespect to Jason Momoa as Aquaman, I've enjoyed him in that role. Um, Ezra Miller. Goodbye. Thank God. No comment needed. Yep. Uh, he he could have been a good fit, but the, too too much off screen, just dumbness. Where I, I don't want an individual that's bringing that level of distraction to the on screen product. Okay. So I, I am truly bummed, and I think what I'm disappointed in is that you have these exceptionally creative people whose Work whose vocation it is to create out of it nothing like these imaginary worlds, characters, and make them look and feel real and spectacular. You have all this creativity, and you can't find a way to make Al continue in this role as one woman. I personally am disappointed by that. It's not happening, so I'll get over it, but I'm, I'm disappointed.
0: I'm okay with it, but out of all the, like out of all the Justice League, yep, to stay, yep. you could have probably justified hers the most sure. because Wonder Woman doesn't really age compared to like everybody else. So in her
1: two solo movies, have both been set in the past nineteen, uh, I just want to say the 19 ends like nineteen seventeen eighteen. And then 1984. So you don't have much present day workaround that you even need to worry about. So that's that to me is a missed opportunity. Again, it's it is what it is. I, I will probably make my peace with it and with Superman Legacy not even coming out until 2025. That leaves pretty decent chunk of time to let some of these, what I'm going to call wounds heal. Um, But it's, it just, it is what Mm -hmm. it is, man. It's disappointing. Right. Do you think, do you think that DC is making a effort to just get younger? Like, do you think that's what they're going to do? Like, do you think that's what they're doing with Superman? What they're going to do with Batman, Wonder Woman, Etc.
0: I think with the characters that they want to keep around for a while, yes. Right. So I think right. I think Superman you go younger because this is a guy that you Jaime's very young, right? Yeah. Superman you want to be a younger guy because you want him to be your focal point for sure. the next twenty. Well, make twenty's very extensive, but yep. at least the next ten years in your plans. Yep. Batman, you probably want to be younger as well. Mm-hmm. You, especially after coming off of like your continuous Batman being old, like in his fifties. So, I mean, we have Robert Pattinson, you, right? You have Robert Pattinson that is just becoming Batman. So, I can see them going a little older than than Pattinson's, right? But. Definitely needs to be younger than Affleck, and I think it will be. I think it'll be that happy medium of right in between. Like, he's going to be Batman for at least five years already, and yep. he's established. Yep. Um, especially if they're going to go Brave and the Bold and Robbins are going to be involved, especially if it's Damian Wayne. Mm-hmm. I don't want a 23-year-old Bruce Wayne. I want a probably like a 32 to
1: 35-year-old yep. Bruce. 36 is a good age. Yeah, I'd say so. Speaking from yeah, prime Batman age. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thank you. You're thank welcome. You. Uh, that. Yeah, that was an opportunity for you to. You teed it up. I hit that. it out. Plus you're good. Ah,
0: you uh, <laughs> so, but and then Wonder Woman. You know, I yeah. think, I think you're gonna go younger. And like I said, though, for her, she doesn't really age in the comics. She's kind of she's she's thousand a she's right. Th- yeah, she's right. thousands of years old. She's yeah. She's Thor.
1: Yeah.
0: You know. So. Correct. Yes, I can see them going younger, and then then they'll cast like Guy Gardner as a fifty two year old. So you know,
1: the outlier. They so I don't know. My own. So I don't get it. So yeah.
0: to me, to me, when I hear that, they're not keeping Guy Gardner around.
1: Right. It just feels like he's done. Right. maybe we need you in the movie for about forty five minutes. You're gonna die. Can you do it, James? I'm in. So.
0: I definitely, I definitely think you have to keep the core Justice League characters, whoever, whoever your seven Justice League members are going to sure. be, whether you keep it comic book accurate, and it's Hal Jordan, Barry Allen, and Martian Manhunter, right. for the love of God, and who's the seventh one? Yeah,
1: if we get Baker and not Martian Manhunter, don't even bother. Don't even bother. Just unplug it. Unplug it, be done. Let's just... Move on, sure. yeah, yeah. So, expected news, I would say, somewhat sobering uh, to have the finality of those individuals and their respective characters announced. Um, a little sad to see the you know the Shazam crew get wrapped up as well. I still think that was overall a good a good group with potential, but. This is this is show business, right? See,
0: and that one's interesting because that one hasn't, they haven't said anything about those. They haven't said that it's done, but they also haven't said that they're coming that's
1: back. That's fair. I, and that's why I'm just assuming, okay. They're, I they're think, toast.
0: I personally think they're done because I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure this old Zachary Levi was having a run in with, uh, on social media with a bunch of other stuff. Don't know what it was. Who knows? But, you know, to each their own. But I can see them being. Yep. X-Nade yep. would not surprise me. Yep. Correct. And then they can then go and make Billy Batson young again. Yeah. Yep. Which kind of makes sense because, yeah. I wonder how many different 10-year-olds are going to use to replace him. Oui. Are they going to just keep him 10? We'll keep a tally. We'll just keep a tally. I think that's the fourth 10-year-old boy they've used as Billy Batson.
1: This one looks a little different.
0: <laughs> <laughs> or they could just keep it where it's like... He just stays
1: as Shazam the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. There's aspects of the comics where he does that. But anyway. Okay. There's our DC news. I won't think too hard. No. No. Or plenty of time between now and then. So more news do come. That's great.
0: We had the Daredevil news, though. Did you want yes. to touch on that?
1: Yes. On the Marvel side. So, with it.
0: so, Daredevil, they have announced that all the writers and directors and showrunners. For Daredevil, have been spared. They're gone. That's pretty comprehensive. All of them. Yeah, they're gone. Well, here are some of the things that I heard about this. Okay, yes, because and I don't know how if, how much of it's true, but great. apparently they were focusing more. Focusing. <laughs> nope, I got it right. They're focusing more on the like lawyer aspect yeah. of Matt Murdock. Okay. And originally, you don't see him suit up as Daredevil until episode four. Which is a terrible choice. And maybe why they're rebooting.
1: So... Good lord. Hey, listen, we got this really awesome superhero. Twist. We're not gonna show him.
0: We All you see is him in the, the lawyer's room and he's just working on cases. Brother, I don't
1: watch Batman for Bruce Wayne. You don't? Oh. Gosh.
0: So, um, but apparently, and they've realized their mistake, is that they've been having movie people working on TV shows, and they're like, you know what would be a great idea? We get TV show people working on TV shows. Interesting.
1: Yeah. Interesting. So maybe. What a novel idea.
0: Maybe there's hope yet for Daredevil. I heard they are keeping a couple of scenes, so they're not completely scrapping everything. But... Yeah,
1: yeah, pretty hefty, uh, pretty hefty reset. Now, he- here's the thing: there's obviously a negative connotation uh, to being fired; usually, not a good thing uh, for those being fired. However, I'm choosing to see this as a good thing because, good dolly, have you and I not been calling for change in the approach to how these Marvel shows are made? Well, it goes to show you the problem, correct? Because in a way.
0: These shows have been put together like movies that just get cut off at weird spots. Yep. Like if we played all of Moon Knight, it might be better all together than when it was broken down. Sure. And it's not true; it wouldn't be. But you you understand what, you what I'm saying? Oh, I know what you mean. Is and that's probably there's a different
1: rhythm to a six to eight episode season than there is to a cohesive, hey. Two to two hours and fifteen to thirty minutes movie, just different dynamic.
0: And they could have done that with Obi wan Yeah, Obi wan Yeah, could have been yep. a movie, movie because yep. that's what it ended up being. Where the only, the only the the last a lot of two filler
1: in that book. right, well, only the
0: last two episodes mattered really, and maybe a little bit of the intro of the first. But they could have cut back on a lot of stuff. Correct. But that's that's no. what it is. Yeah. So
1: yeah, totally free. Yeah, no, I, I'm sincerely choosing to be encouraged by by the news because, listen, Daredevil, I think, is a layup character from Marvel. Like, he is a phenomenal character, a phenomenal rogues gallery. This is a character that it's not, you just mentioned Moon Knight, like, that's a tougher hang, okay? That's tougher to turn into a movie or show that's worthwhile. Not impossible. I'm not saying that. Just more difficult. Daredevil is just inherently has more more layers, a more well developed supporting cast that you just have to you just have to show up and do it and not get. I don't even know what the word is for it. Just don't don't outsmart yourselves and go, listen, let's do Matt Murdoch the lawyer for four episodes. No.
0: Well, and no. it's just like it, it's one thing to go into a Moon Knight show and just try stuff. Yep. It's a whole other thing where you already have three seasons of a very well-respected TV show. And why aren't you just following that layout? Yep. And then if you have to dial back on the violence, fine. Because sure. you're putting it on Disney Plus. Sure. Totally get it.
1: Sure. That not gonna be as gory. Okay.
0: Right. But at the same time. You're still bringing back the actor who played him. Dial it back. Like, dial it back a little, sure, but the same format. It's working. It worked.
1: There is no doubt. Why would you change that? Yeah, you've been given the gift of the same actor coming back to play Matt Murdock, same actor coming back to play the Kingpin. Don't screw this up. Like, just, again, make the layup. And... There just has to be, again, there's got to be a story to tell, right? And if they're truly going to call this season Born Again, if that's legitimately the comic storyline they're trying to base this off of, brother, they're not spending a whole lot of time in the courtroom. That is not what Born Again, the comic storyline, is about and where that story is set. So it, it just it just being, boozles me. It's okay if you don't want to base it off of a comic storyline. Then just don't. But if you're going to, then again, make the layups. Can't say it enough. Absolutely. So gives me optimism that they're that they're starting essentially over. Like by all means, start over. Don't don't just stubbornly press on and well, run to the same doggone wall again. It
0: just gives me hope that the TV shows now have a chance. Yep. Because if they realize finally, don't know why it took them this long to figure, yeah, it out. they're finally
1: making adjustments.
0: They're finally making adjustments, yeah. and it's going to be a TV show. Like, yep, yeah. yep, yeah. great, that's fantastic. Please yeah. do that. Yeah. And then if it still sucks, then well, you scrap everything and you you forget it ever happened. But yeah,
1: yeah, there's there's certainly a path. There's certainly a there's certainly a tangible path for a TV show to work with these Marvel characters. It's long-form storytelling, so you can certainly incorporate more drama, more dialogue. There needs to be that core of the action, the action being mm-hmm. worthwhile. It's just got to be there. Absolutely. It absolutely does. Okay, anything else on the news for Arnold brother? No, I think I think we got them all covered. Love it. Way to cover it. The and Loki. Yeah. The God of Mischief is back, Riles. The surprise are still shining in the MCU here as the last beacon of hope. A little dramatic, but (laughs) nonetheless. It's not dramatic. We're going to lead into the drama. It's not dramatic. (laughs) Uh, The stakes are higher, much higher for our boy Loki uh, than they were in season number one in the sense of, hey, this better not suck. This better be good in order for these TV shows, whether they be Daredevils or others, to actually be worth getting made. It's true. So with that in mind, we are now two episodes in. We are. We've spent some more quality time with our boy Loki and Mobius and Mobius. That's fantastic. Other returning characters are reprising their roles. We're seeing B-15. Good to see you, B-15. Welcome back. Sylvie, of course, is in the house. Uh, No sign of Kang slash who remains as of yet, but we got some new characters to enjoy. Or a Boris, Brad, Brad, freaking Brad. Riley, we won't go episode by episode per se, but what have you thought of so far? In other words, two episodes in. What's your initial takeaway?
0: Okay. Well, first of all, I just got to say this because before I even watched the first episode, Yes. Uh, I ran into a random review, and we've said before that reviews are bullshit. So they're dangerous. I saw this, and it was from I think. It was from IGN, and they only reviewed the first four episodes of Loki. Oh, okay. And they gave it a five. And then I was, I was like, I don't trust you. <laughs> but at the same time, this is not the number that I wanted to see uh-huh. from
1: Loki. And to be clear, five out of ten. Correct. Correct. Not five out of five. Correct. Yep. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yes average. They're saying it was
0: average. And then I watched the first episode, I'm like, were they watching the same thing I was watching? Yep. Because, first of all, Obi is a delight. Correct. Easily the best addition to this show. By far. I wish he was in the first season. He is a delight.
1: I- just on brand, right? The quirkiness, the, like the very easy sense of humor where it's not like a forced hey. or set-up joke. It's just the the little trip-ups that happen.
0: I am all for the Ki Hoi Kwan Renaissance. I'm all here for it. I love the guy. He's great. These are his kind of rules. Just great. give it to him. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Anyways, he's been fantastic. It yep, really the adds character. Right. And it adds to this like he
1: he it adds to the lore of the TVA because he's pretty much the he, brains behind it. I mean right. you the not word. he who remains at the top, but then you got OB. I'm sidekick. IT's, his IT. His IT department. Yeah, He's right. the entire IT. Right. Yes. Yeah.
0: So. Duh. Wow. And then. Uh, so I love his character. Rad. What a douche. That guy.
1: He's crushing the role. Oh, he
0: is. He's crushing the role. I think it's his face. I think it's his face. He's got a very punchable face. You want to see that guy get hit. Yeah. You just do. Yeah. So not surprising. Perfect. Um, But to have. Loki and Mobius's yep. banter just yep. pick up right where it left off.
1: Fantastic! It sounds like God bless Owen Wilson for being amongst us. I know, right? What an angel! Absolute gem. What a guy! Absolute gem. Happy Christmas!
0: And it just seems like two with this, yeah, and it's picking up two from the split with Loki and Sylvie, yes. right? They're that doesn't feel like it's going to be an easy. Meant
1: no, not a not a hasty reconciliation. Mm-hmm. Oh, good to see you. Let's be buds.
0: And I'm kind of all for it. Yep. So yeah, in fact, you know they're getting a little too There's agreed. More conflict so, between them the better. So and they're really doing a good job at setting up Ravona and Hang mm-hmm. right. So I'm all in. Yeah, I think this is great. Yeah. So I'm excited for more episodes. Yeah. Same. Finally, Same. from an MCU show.
1: Oh, what a novel, refreshing idea. Totally agree with everything you said. I have been thoroughly enjoying the first two episodes. Chopping at the bit already for episode three. So this patience thing, boy, it's not going to work very, very well. But I'll try. I, the look of the show is so freaking beautiful. Like the level of design, and we talked about this two years ago with season one, but it just looks incredible and. There's clearly a depth of detail that has been delivered. I can't say enough about it. It just, it, it leads through the screen where you can just feel the, the craftsmanship and the love that goes into that. It's beautiful. Love yeah. looking at it. Well,
0: and they're just, they're doing a good job on top of all of that, of building up how big of a threat mm. Kang really is. Right. And I'm hoping right. as the episodes go, the tension continues to rise. Yep. Cause I don't think it's all the way up there yet. Chris. I think it's a slow build. I think in the, at the end of this episode it was kind of a distraction mm. to yeah. that main thing. Mm-hmm. So it feels like episode three is going to start gearing towards more Kang. Yeah. So I'm super excited. Yeah. And you know what? I I,
1: I do think it needs to. I I think a risk that this show is running, and it it hasn't misstepped yet, but if it teases Kang for too long without actually giving us a Kang variant here in the next episode or two, I, I think I could survive until episode four. That would be disappointing because... He's been, listen, the teasing, frankly, the teasing has been done. Like the teasing was all through season one of who's responsible for the TVA, who's the, you know, initially it was portrayed as the timekeepers or the ones behind the curtain. No, it's actually this other obscure figure. So we, we've had years, literally years, of setup for King. So I hope they don't overplay the the teasing and the setup even further.
0: I think he'll be awesome.
1: Hope you're right. It, I also feel it. like there's going to be, a- after our previous discussion on the previous pod, I feel more confident that there's going to be more than just the one Kang variant that we see.
0: I'm hoping so. Yeah. I really am. And I, because it's just the way that Loki emphasizes in the show, he's like, they're coming. Like, they're they, all coming. They. There is a very heavy emphasis on they and not he, mm-hmm. as in he who remains. Mm-hmm. He's like, no, me, all of them are coming. So, I, I think you're right on that. I think we're getting more than one. Right. The For me, what will be the make or break of this show is how, at the end of it, Kang is presented. Yes. Because, to me, yeah. if Kang, at the end of this, is not Thanos-level or higher, mm-hmm. I think you've failed mm-hmm. entirely yeah. with the premise. So... Cause I don't think anybody else has really built up hang as hang. like Ant-Man or the Wasp kind of, but yeah, that's where I'm at with I'm, it. Yeah.
1: I think part of what I can appreciate about these two episodes that I think we're going to appreciate more as the season progresses is there is so much information that gets thrown at us so fast with new rules about how the world of the TVA works, new tech, new gear being shown to us that I think it's easy to miss. There was an awful lot that was teased and I think filmed to us in episode one that we are going to go, oh, and come back to by episodes like six, seven, and eight. Okay, so for example, when we first see Loki, in episode one, all right? And he encounters Mobius in B-15. They don't recognize him, right? They're going, dude, who who are you? So we know Loki has gone into the past. Something that's also really unique about this to me is he's going to the past within his own timeline, right? So this all started with Loki when he thought he was going into the past or into the future using the Infinity Stone, but he actually created a branch timeline. In this case, he's jumping from past to present to future within his own timeline. So that's very interesting to me, okay, that he's not branching off. He's staying within his own timeline. To bring it back to my main point, he goes into the past. and we see, we saw this at the end of season one, but it was shown to us again at the beginning of hero season two. We see a statue of he who remains. Right. So at some point in the past, it was very transparent to the TBA that, hey, this is the guy that runs the show. You even hear that in Mobius and B-15's dialogue when they're saying, when they're looking at the screen of branching timelines. This instance in the past where evidently there was another mass branch happening and they're talking about he, how is he going to feel about it? What is he going to want us to do? So to me, that really strongly indicates that at one point, he who remains was very much front and center. But then something happened, something changed. He wiped the memories of everybody in the TVA and created the illusion of the timekeepers. So the, the mural, for example, in the we'll call, it like the war room where the generals are meeting that Loki uses the, the staff to disintegrate. Right? That mural of the timekeepers, this mural disintegrates, and it shows headshots of He Who Remains. I'm very curious. I think there's going to be payoff. I'm very curious to see what that past incident was that inspired He Who Remains to erase all of their memories. And I'm guessing that Ravona Renslayer did not have her memory erased, that she has known this whole time. Who's behind this? Makes and sense. this point, though
0: Makes sense. Because even in episode two, when they're like, uh, he's the only one who has access to this. Mm-hmm. Well, that's weird because you've never, ever seen him
1: there. Right. So right. It feels like he's just built this as an independent entity that he doesn't have to be a part of. But that's a great point. He was clearly boots on the ground once upon a time. So, yeah. that's... A lot of I, that's just I, I have such high praise for that kind of craftsmanship. It's like that's really, really great when you're showing us the audience without us like being able to in that moment go, oh, I see what's happening here. Like we have to reflect and then think back and say, wait a minute. So this may, oh, and start piecing it together. That's that's fine art right there, my friend. I say so. Yeah. Well, written. it's really fantastic. So I remain very optimistic. After two episodes, um, to defend the MCU a little bit here, I hope that this season of Loki doesn't fall victim to two things. Unrealistically high expectations, in other words, it just can't please people, but that it also doesn't bear the weight of, hey, you, you know, this show, this season better make up for the the last several movies that have just been mediocre. I don't want it to do that. I just want it to be good in its own right. And then I can regain hope in what's to come. Right. So that, uh, that's where I'm at with it. And
0: I think I think we'll be okay and not have that. Mm-hmm. Because I don't, and I don't know if it's because of the, the writer's strike has mm-hmm. had anything to do with this. Mm-hmm. But I don't feel like there's been a lot of talk about this coming out. Yep. I don't know if it's yep. been too long sure. and the hype kind of died or because the writer's strike oh, wow. happened and the actor strike is going on, so they right. can no longer promote sure. that, the so that show. Right. Mm. But like, if you even think about some of the other former like, shows or like the current movies that are being projected where people are talking about it beforehand, mm-hmm. like nobody... Before was really talking about Loki season two, mm-hmm. so I th- which I think is actually really good that I kind of just benefit right. Yeah. If we go under the radar a little bit, I think people are like, "Oh yeah, this is coming out right," and then they can go in and be like, "Oh, this is actually kind of good. This is delightful." Right. So Or yeah. Wilson, American Treasure. Yes, this is I true. Know. This is true.
1: Yeah, I agree. I, I think it's been two great episodes so far. uh Enjoying the new characters and the returning characters. And again, the only way that I see at this moment of this show doing itself in is if they just hold the Kang card for too long. But I agree with you. I don't think they're going to do that. Part of why I don't think they're going to do that, Riley, is now that we're two episodes deep, we have seen in those two episodes... 95% Ninety-five percent of the footage that was shown in the marketing in the trailers, we obviously haven't seen the. Camera Such a change yet. of pace! Such a change of pace, right? It gives me so much hope. It's like, oh my gosh! Thank goodness. There's a lot. That means that we haven't seen and have no idea what's coming. I am refreshed by that, as opposed to seeing a trailer and going, "Well, there's the whole movie." Aquaman of the Lost Kingdom. Mm. I can't wait to go see that movie with you. Yeah, we already have seen the two-minute version. Now we'll see the two-hour version. (laughs) So I agree. It's been great. It's been great. Looking forward to more to come. Anything else on that front, my man? I think we're good. You know what that means. It I do. It is time for another classic JP and the beans top five. Now, this top five. Is inspired by our good pal, Loki, and his TV show success. Because, let's face it, back in the 2021s, I wasn't necessarily excited. I wasn't, you know, not going to watch it. But I can't say that I was going, Loki's coming out the show? Sweet. Let's check it out. It was more of a, well, it's part of the MCU app. I'll give it a chance. I'll watch it. Only to be pleasantly delighted. So, thank you again.
0: It's also like, if you think about it. If I would have been told five, ten years ago before that came out, like, hey, Loki's going to get his own TV show. Mm-hmm. This is not at all what I would have thought about it. No, I thought uh, it would, he would oh. have been doing something on Asgard, yep. digging around with his brother. Yep. Fly, fly, yeah, it's a very different
1: take on the character, but it has been tremendous. So in that light, we are going to give you our faithful, loyal, and precious audience, our top five picks for which villains we would love to see get their own TV show. Again, not movie, TV show. Riley, you go first. Okay, I'm not going to
0: lie to you. Thank you. I'm only confident in maybe like two of these. That's great.
1: But listen, if Loki can happen... Anything can happen. It's hard pitch time. Right. But
0: for me, Mm -hmm. in my thought process, Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, I don't want any big bad villains that I'd rather have be the main villains in a movie. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. So I picked ones that could work as a show and still like be okay. Fascinating. Okay. Okay. At number five, I have the Sinestro Corps. So yes, we get space, we get to see Sinestro build his core yes. instead of like, it'd be really cool to see the recruiting process of the rings. Right. Right. Like, because we kind of see the Green Lanterns, we kind of know how they work. Right. It'd be really cool to watch a bunch of people get these fear rings mm-hmm. and see how they operate compared to the Green Lantern Corps. Yeah, I think that would benefit how I think it would benefit the Yellow Lantern Corps as a whore to ha- or As a whore. <laughs> as a core...
1: Please, no. ...to be fleshed out. <laughs> so,
0: that's hilarious. Uh, so, yes, that's number
1: five. That's fantastic. Well, what synergy, Riles? My number five is also Sinestro. And the Sin- Sinestro whore, <laughs> baby. No, especially what I did. There was a, I really I had this little twist in my mind that every so often I get these little bursts... Of inspiration. I have no idea if this is actually entertaining anybody but me, but I was entertained by this. So not only did I get the, the villain of choice, but I tried to think of what is the model that I would propose for it to be, for the show to be inspired by. Okay. So I was thinking Sinestro Core. Sinestro is a rogue cop. Right? He's initially a member of the Green Lantern Corps. They call themselves the Space Cops. They're part of the establishment. They, they are the establishment. And then Sinestro goes rogue. This is going to be a poll that is before your time, so I don't expect you to know uh, exactly what this reference is. But The Shield with Michael Chiklis was a TV show once upon a time in the early to mid-2000s. About a cop. Now, Michael Chiklis, all right, here's how he connects to his superhero. He's the thing in the Fantastic Four movies. Great fit for that role. But he played a rogue cop who I remember watching the show. First episode of the first season. He and his fellow cops go on a sting for a drug bust. And one of his fellow cops realizes that, wait a minute, Michael Chiklis' character is actually like a bad guy and is taking the drugs for his own use. And Michael Chiklis' character shoots him in the face, just kills the guy in cold blood. And it's like, wait a minute, what am I watching? I thought this was a cop show about a good cop. Not so fast, my friend. This is a cop show about a dirty cop. So what if we're seeing Sinestro, Sinestro go dirty, right? Where he slowly gets... Twisted starts building up his core behind the scenes until he's outed by Hal Jordan. Then bang, you've got the Yellow Lantern core against the Green Lantern core. And then the rest of the emotional spectrum splinters. I mean, this show could go on forever because you've got tons of emotional spectrums, tons of characters to dive mm-hmm. into. So, it's an card, five. I love it. Love it. Okay. <laughs> My. Number four, staying on the Loki theme, let's see a Kang show, okay? And here's the arc to be inspired by Walter freaking White in Breaking Bad, all right? So the premise of Breaking Bad, right, is you're taking a good man in episode one of season one in Walter White, and over the course of five seasons, just corrupting the guy. He's going from good upstanding citizen to the drug crime lord. Kang, in particular, the He Who Remains version, I was thinking about that variant, and I thought, you know, it would make a lot of sense to me if we found out that that Kang, right, in the far future, would all the Kangs in the multiverse start realizing, hey, they can, there's other multiverses, universes out there, they start crossing into these multiverses. The He Who Remains variant is this, like, just pleasant, Well-to-do individual, treats others very well, not a warlike guy at all. But as the kings around him start going to battle and he's going, Whoa, I gotta protect, I gotta protect everybody. He's got the brains, he's got the smarts, but he gets lost trying to protect the greater good and eventually realizes or decides that hey, the greater good is just for me to freaking take over. And so he wipes out all these other kings. He controls and discovers Eliath. And creates the TVA, and all of a sudden you've got villain king. Walter White. So that's
0: my number four. My number four. Walter King. My number four is a villain group that I think in the movies that they showed up in were, were more of fodder than anything. So at number four, quickly, I have the Black Order. Interesting. Because I think. And not, I think, I know in the comics, sure. Sure. they have a lot more personality. Mm-hmm. They have a lot more range. Mm-hmm. I think it would be really cool to have them be the focus of, for Thanos, sure. in all his stuff. Sure. They're kind of his goon squad. Right. And just watch them kind of take over planets for Thanos. I think that'd be really cool. I like that.
1: So I like that a lot better than a Thanos show. Well, I like his, that.
0: Corvus Glaive, for instance... Can't be killed unless his glaive is snapped mm, and broken. Right. Fun fact. Right. I mean, you got a lot of cool characters. Correct. So? Correct. Number four. Love it. Blackwater. Good pick. Good pull. Number three. Hit us. I wanted a more like a bank robber heist kind of show. Okay. Because who doesn't like a bunch of bank robbers on the run? who aren't in it to kill, but they're there to have a good time, steal money. I love it. I have the rogues. Ooh. Captain Cold
1: being humble group. I love the group's theme here. Yes. It's Captain crazy. Cold
0: being like the brains yep. of the bunch. And then i think watching them playing. Captain Boomerang, right? Wow! And each episode is them planning a different heist, mm-hmm. and the Flash is on their asses, Mirror but they are But they aren't getting there love quite yet because he's still mm-hmm. figuring out. Oh wow! I'm not dealing with one super powered individual. Mm-hmm. I'm dealing with like seven of them, mm-hmm. and now I got to figure out how I'm gonna catch these guys. That's great. And so, yeah,
1: and they and
0: they have a code of honor, like they always have.
1: So. Mm-hmm. Grok's love number three great number three my number three is going to be Harvey Dent inspired by Dexter as the model so Dexter TV show the premise there is you have a cop by day actually a blood spatter analyst which what a sweet job you go to a crime scene all right there's the blood here's what happened amazing amazing but by night, he is vigilante, going out and freaking straight up murdering the bad guys that slip through the cracks of the justice system. So in other words, there's two sides to this person, hence Harvey freaking Dent. I ask you, what if after Harvey Dent's initial injury, okay, the acid to the face, what if he didn't go full bad right away? What if? It appeared as though, okay, bad physical injury, but he's still Harvey Dent, beloved D.A. Batman still trusts him. Gordon still trusts him. They're still working together as a trio to bring about justice. But Harvey's growing dissatisfied with Batman's lack of willingness to just put the bad guys down. And all of a sudden, by night, Harvey's going out and blowing people away. And Batman's going, man, there's this this guy out there. I don't know who he is, but he's murdering people I can't can't find him, can't figure it out. He's asking Harvey for help, not realizing Harvey is actually the killer. station the station, that Jim and Bruce would feel when they realize that Harvey is actually the villain do-face. I would absolutely love that.
0: It's it's an interesting thought process. Mm-hmm. It's just so funny to me because the only thoughts I can have in my head it's is like, face. well, that, that's, <laughs> that actually wasn't it, but that's great. That's a great poll. No, oh. that's like, Volkovnik is like who? Yes, and so I'm like, yes. Can you imagine at the end of the show, like the rest of Gotham PD is like, you really that guy? I didn't expect him to it go. It wasn't go obvious go. to you. You're the world's greatest detective. His face is burned off. You didn't think a little bit went to his brain.
1: Scary face. Scary face. <laughs> <Your> face. <laughs> he face. Oh no, it was scary face. So, there you go. Harvey Dent, number three. My number two. Lex Luthor. Here's the inspiration, okay? Remember how Batman v Superman was such a great movie? No! No, it's because it wasn't. It was not a great movie. And you know why? Here's one of the main reasons why. Imagine with me, if you will, remember the scene very early in the movie, Bruce Wayne is driving through the streets of Metropolis slash Gotham as Superman and the Zod are having their duel, building their falling, crashing. And then Bruce, as the rubble settles, goes and finds his, uh, his employee whose legs have been crushed. He's trying to pull him out of the rubble, and he looks up into the sky just with this fury on his face. And you can tell right then his soul, Bruce Wayne, is committed to taking down Superman. Here's where the movie went wrong. It was Bruce Wayne doing that. It should have been Lex Luthor. You put Lex Luthor in that spot where it's a Luthor, it's a Lex Corps building that's collapsed. Lex is running in there trying to save employees. I Maybe mean, at this point he's even got a good heart, right? But his heart is blackened. His trust is broken by the super being that has destroyed the city that he loves, that he has helped build, his own people. Are getting squished like bugs. He looks up at the sky and says, verse you, Superman, I will kill you. That's your Lex Luthor show. That's what should have happened. And so you have a good man with all these means who doesn't trust the super beings and very justifiably sets him out to take them down. Lex Luthor, my number two. Fair enough? My
0: number two, and my only non-team-oriented show, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I have Deathstroke the Terminators. Wow. And we just get to see him go after bounty hunters. You can mm-hmm. throw Ray al Ghul in there. Mm-hmm. But I think it'd be really cool to just watch him take on, like assassin jobs sure. and just going out there and make, building this name for himself and then even at like the end oh, of it man, you can even like tease like Batman gets, gets a hold of him and is yep. like oh great now we have to deal with this guy <laughs> you can even have him go up against Batman at the end and then build him up for team type like there's a lot of different things you can go, do with Deathstroke Deathstroke's great I think that would be fantastic I love that So
1: it's great Very
0: very Hitman-esque of a show. Mm
1: -hmm. Greenlight it right now. Do it.
0: And at number one... Number one. Number one. I have the Brotherhood of Mutants. Led by Magneto. And he can still... Even what you could do is... You could just have him take on... This like... Professor X role. So he's not out in the field all the time. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. imagine a Brotherhood of Mm -hmm. Mutants... Going up against... I think a great example would be like the purifiers. So another equally hated group. So you have these mutant extremists Mm -hmm. versus these human extremists Mm -hmm. and just watch them kill each other. Yes. Right. Yes. No one's going to side with a racist. They're not. So they
1: couldn't if you are stopped.
0: Right. Exactly. So (laughs) have them go in, bring in Pyro, bring in Toad, bring in Blob, bring in all the gross looking dudes. Right. Bring him. This, is, this is the Island of Misfit Toys. Send them in and watch them wreak That's my number one. And then obviously, of course, you have Magneto come in there. You bet you do. But you have to. I feel like you keep the focus on his people and then you bring him in for the big moments. Love it. So. Love it. Brother of Mut- Mutants. I think we got a lot of time with the X-Men. I'd like to see more time with a bigger group. That's great.
1: So that's my number one. I love it. My number one, Magneto.
0: Wow. Level wow. Circle. One and
1: five. <laughs> Incredible. One
0: and five. Incredible.
1: Yeah. That's great. Love all your ideas. The inspiration that I took for Magneto is the movie Braveheart. Imagine Magneto as William Freaking Walls rallying in Scotsman. Now, of course, I'm not literally suggesting that Magneto go to Scotland, but The same dynamic, right? The same idea of Magneto being portrayed as the righteous deliverer of the mutants who are being trodden on by the humans who outnumber them, who treat them as underlings and as lesser than beings. And yet here comes Magneto with his sword of fury, his painted face of blue. I can't stop seeing William Wallace now, but that would just be Awesome to see Magneto unleashed because the dude can crush.
0: Now the best part of it mm-hmm. would be if the intro to the show mm-hmm. is him being freed from Nazi encampment, yes, and it's Captain Frickin' America that yes. rescued him.
1: Yes,
0: yeah, it'd be really, really cool. we in Hollywood? I don't know if it'll be interesting. I'll be curious to see how they do Magneto because mm-hmm. I don't know if mm-hmm. they can still keep the World War II.
1: Origin. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Love it. Love it. Well, that's a phenomenal, phenomenal top five. We nailed those. Well, done. I think we nailed those. Well great synergy. Incredible. Incredible. That's why we don't talk about it ahead of time so we can just be delighted by the surprises. This, this is true. Great. Very true. So proud of you. That's awesome. Anything else you want to hit on, my man? i got nothing. Should we wrap it? Let's wrap it. Well, Take us home.
0: Subscribe, like, share. I'm getting so tired of, like, going on a whole long spiel you know so What to do? Yeah. If, if you haven't gotten there at this point, it's like, this is on you. So, on that note, mm. Godspeed. Appreciate you listening.